Hello guys and welcome to the Big Screen Podcast. I'm Will and once again I'm joined by my co-host Theo. Theo, uh, how are you doing today? What have you been up to? Not a lot. Rewatched um two latest except for today's episode of Doctor Who with a mate. Ah, what do you think? Uh rewatching with a mate is a bit different to just watching them. So I looked in with um not so critical yeah. of them. So I had a bit more fun with them this time around. Nice. I think we've also been watching the same thing elsewhere in terms of movies, uh, the a certain franchise. Uh, yes, Mr. Bond. Yeah, why are you making of those? Uh, a bit boring, as, as, as I've started. Not going to lie. The first few Bonds are quite boring. Wait, what, what ones have you seen? Uh, the first four, I'm up to Thunderball. So, have you yeah, seen Do- Thunderball yet? I've watched Thunderball today, actually. Oh, that's next up for me. See, Doctor No, okay, I understand it can be a little, little bit tedious, but for Mushroom of Love, Goldfinger, Thunderball, they're all great. God, yeah. Goldfinger is fantastic. slow and Bond's a little rapey for my likings. To be fair, Bond uh, is very yes. rapey in yeah. the yeah. Connery films. It just put me off. I was like, oh, okay, this is our hero, okay. <laughs> yeah. And if you couldn't tell, we have two guests with us. <laughs> Joe oh, and Oh, hi. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You've never been here before, so we have to introduce you. Oh, uh, Joe Deacon, okay. uh, George Papartz. Who are they? Hello, hello, I'm Joe. Joe. I've never been here before. Yeah. <laughs> and these are like our final guests of this series as well. So uh, they were the first guests of the series, and now they're our last. So uh, it, it, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to have you back. How are you guys doing? Doing great, Thanks. yeah. And last time, well, last two times, we reviewed some very good films. Uh, some may claim uh star wars in june even though i only like one of the two uh, but again <laughs> you have to go back to watch those uh today is a slightly lesser film definitely one that's not going to be held in such high regard in however many years time as the other two however uh again theo joe and george are with me so uh the film in question is eternals the latest mcu flick of course, we're all MCU buffs, I suppose we can say. Yeah. You guys yeah. are big MCU fans, yeah? Oh, yeah. 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 I, I kind uh, of have to it this year. I have more kind of um, mixed opinions, or more complicated feelings on them now than I used to, but generally I was yeah. an MCU fan. Yeah. I do have a bit to say about the whole context of the like the franchise in regards to this film, especially with Shang-Chi connections, which I will allude to later. But for now, I do have to pick up my granddad from the pub. So I'll <laughs> leave you guys to it. Good luck. All right. See ya. All right. Well, I get on the captain now. Yes. Um, so you want to start at the beginning? Uh, sure? Yes. Why not? So uh, I actually want to get some opinions on this. The film begins with a title crawl. What, what are we saying about that? Total cool. See, the thing is, I, I saw this film like a week, um, over a week ago, and yeah. I barely even remember there was a title cool. Yeah, I remember, no, most, I I remember most of the film. I remember the film pretty well, I would say, but you saying there's a title cool, I don't even remember that. Yeah, because <laughs> the film was it like? with like the rating system and all that malarkey you see in the cinema nowadays, but then it goes straight into yeah. a title cool. Very, not Star Wars-esque, but, you know, they, they're getting a helping hand from Star Wars there. I think a lot of kind of like big epic films, like fancy films, always start with like a title kind of cool, like saying like some, con- give you some context that generally does, kind of happens. It does make it feel like they're trying to be like, oh, this is a serious one, guys. Like you got, you got to read <laughs> up on this one before you get into it. Yeah, I think the whole kind of serious kind of tone um, is something that I'm sure we'll get into because I do have thoughts on it. 
But anyway, Theo, do you want to kind of like go over what you think about Eternals first, you, cause, as you're the host? Well, for me personally, I've seen it twice now, and I like it. I don't think it's great. I don't think it's terrible, and I don't think it's bad as people make it out to be. I think it's a above average MCU film. What about you guys? Well, yeah, we're probably not I, as positive. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I definitely don't think this is a terrible film, and I know it's considered to be like the worst reviewed M Marvel film of all time, and it's not that bad. I think there are worse Marvel films, but definitely. it's not, it's not great in my opinion. I think it is very flawed. There's just a lot of things working against it. I wouldn't choose to watch it again, but there is a lot to love and there is a lot to appreciate, I think, in it. It's kind of more of a mixed film for me as opposed to a flat-out bad one. Yeah, I'm probably leaning more towards bad. I didn't, yeah, I didn't hate it. Um, Like Joe, there are some good things in it. I just, watching it, I was just, it was the first Marvel film I've seen since the Spider-Man film. And uh, I sort of am a bit done with Marvel and I thought, oh, I'll watch The Eternals. And then I was just like, oh, I just, I don't care. And it's, it just, I wasn't entertained. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm the most negative, I think. And it's, it's quite... Shang-Chi, then? I, no, I actually watched it um, like the other night um, after watching The Eternals. I skipped Shang-Chi in the cinema, but I did I did get the chance to catch up on it. Yeah. And to be honest, I liked Shang-Chi even less than Eternals. Really? really? Yeah, I know a lot of people kind of really love Shang-Chi. But to me, okay, this is a problem I'm, I'm feeling with Marvel a lot at the moment. One word I sort of use to describe them is over-budgeted. Yep. There's a lot of, okay, Marvel films, they're always huge. They have so much money put into them, and it's always evident on every Marvel film you watch. There's so much money being poured on the screen, so many expensive actors and effects and all that stuff. But do you stop and think that, like, is it always necessary? Like, I look at Shang-Chi, and I think, yeah, there's so much money on display, but wouldn't it be more effective if you didn't use an effect there, or location, yeah. and you had more practical stunt work? But no, we have this huge budget and we've got a cover for that. So we have these very digital scenery, oh, yeah, these very yeah, yeah. effects-heavy action scenes, and it just doesn't work. It all feels very fake. And to me, that was the most evident in Shang-Chi than Eternals, or even Black Widow, Black Widow as well, but oh, yeah, not Black as Widow. bad as me. And like Eternals had a much more kind of grittier, more risk-feeling... Look, obviously, it doesn't still looks a bit fake sometimes but it did it was a bit more gritty and a bit more grounded it felt than Shang-Chi which was very fake a lot of it but I can understand why people like it because it's a bit different from what getting the MCU but I think just the, the amount of money on display is just too much I think especially towards the end I think that's where I was like okay this is that just one healthy. yeah one step way too far and it's just like just, 20 minutes of just nonsense and I'm just like you could have ended it when he was fighting his dad and just end the film there, or well, end the the fight. You didn't need to have all that massive stuff. I get why they did it, but still, Cause, it just because think of like Black Panther, fun. where there's like a lot of kind of like mature kind of like you know stuff yeah, going on, and good, then we just kind of yeah. end it in this big effects-heavy action sequences. Exactly that's very silly. Sort of problem, yeah. But yeah, I I, I enjoyed Shang Chi. I, I I liked the action, especially. I was like quite surprised how like fluid and and cool it was um i like the character as well but that, that i guess that we can talk about characters here has oh yeah the opposite. we're talking about eternals <laughs> yeah, that's, that's because like as much as i like shang chi i couldn't i didn't like sort of any of the eternals all like 25 of them 
Yeah, you yes. didn't like any of them. Yeah. Well, I liked. Can you name all of them? Oh God, uh, <laughs> no, I cannot. But I liked Icarus. I thought he was an interesting character, but he is very—he is the sort of, you know, like Homelander or. Yeah, like, very, I like, saw it coming a mile off. As soon as we were introduced to him, I was like, "Well, obviously he's going to be a baddie." Um, spoiler. Spoilers, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, are, we, are we worrying about spoilers? Nah. Okay, nah, good. Well, <laughs> Properly, we kind oh, of got, got a bit worried then. Um, okay, yeah. So yeah, but like, yeah, characters. I like the uh, the guy who didn't show up until the last one that was introduced. I liked him. Uh, Fatos. Sure, I'm not. I don't know. Oh, He's we don't dead. know. Do, we, you could say you could just make up words and be like, "Yep, yeah, that <laughs> yeah. one." <laughs> what color was it? Like, was it the blue one? Was it the green he one? The guy, he was the guy that like sort of created things he was the guy who had the the atom bomb ah yes the purple one yeah 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 i think so So that that was the massive concern i think going into this film is that they're trying to introduce i think 10 new characters Mm. in the span of two and a like half hours and i remember being like oh this is going to be overstuffed i'm not gonna like any of these characters i'm gonna forget them all but i found myself actually liking most if not all the eternals for different reasons yeah they have their flaws and obviously because it's all got to focus on all of them but mainly cersei the green one if we're gonna do yeah. it by oh, no, i you know, know cersei because yeah. <laughs> no, the main one main yeah, power yeah. Ranger. but yeah. i feel like i still liked all of them and obviously when some of them were getting killed off i still felt like oh i kind of cared for that character I yeah, no. I will argue that they're all okay. They have that thing for me is they're just so underdeveloped that that's the thing. The characters are horrible. So much more. The they're characters like are a good just... start. They're a good start, but they don't finish. They don't have any arcs or anything of any note. And it's sort of like when that guy died, I was like, I was surprised. I was like, oh, they just killed one of them. But I don't know your name. I don't really care, and they, they they sort of don't really care in the film. Like I forgot. Oh yeah, one of them died like ten minutes ago. The characters aren't horrible. There's just too many of them. I think they're just yeah. like, like I, I I like some of them kind of like in parts, but they're all crammed together. And you say there's ten characters of the Eternals, but like apparently there was like twelve or something in the comics, and they just cut two out. But they just left 10. And oh, then no, it's it's like, there was 11, because you have old Harry Styles at the end there. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I, but it's just yeah. 10 characters. Like, the thing with Avengers is that, like, you know, we knew the majority of the characters kind of going into it. And so, like, Guardians of the Galaxy, that's much less crew, and they focus on people anyway. But with Eternals, it's just... Yeah, they focus on Cersei a lot of it, but we have all these other characters who are just so undeveloped and just so much more less charismatic and dull and there's some great actors involved but they don't do anything oh yeah all of them are uh, really good i've seen them all in, in loads of things and yeah they're all really good they just they don't have anything to work with especially i think for me the the most like, annoying one is, is cersei that the main actress so, uh, you know i wasn't expecting her to be the main one I don't know why. I just I didn't know anything about the film before going in. I think the promotion built up that Icarus was going to be the main one, or Ajax, which was um. Mm. Yeah, I thought yeah maybe sort of the bigger named actors were going to be more prevalent, but it was more the opposite. And obviously, I mean, I knew everyone, but like I, yeah, I just felt like she was obviously the main character, but like she should have been given so much more. She is outshined by all the other ones, you know, not all of them, but like Icarus, and maybe like. Again, I can't remember their names, 
the Bollywood actor. Oh, yeah, um, like, um, Camille. Uh, Kingo. Uh, yeah, that, that actor, I can't remember his name. But, yeah, um, yeah, like, he was easily my favourite, um, just because he was, like, I guess you could say, the, the well, he was the most comedic. And, but I also thought he, he had the best, like, emotional range out of all of them. Mm. I don't know what you guys think, but mm-hmm. see, things about the characters is that like I know they could be interesting if they kind of like took them, like focus on them more. Like for example, Sprite is that is that right? The uh, sort yes, of, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One. No, yeah. That's one I remember. I got one. I got one. But um, and uh, I remember with that character, she was kind of saying at the end how she feels like oh she's you know eternal. She's kind of like, but she's got the rest of her life in this kind of child's kind of body and just never yeah, yeah. grow and i thought that was a very interesting thing but they didn't explore it it was just a very quick thing that was said in the climax and yeah. that's the thing we're saying all these characters 10 there's interesting things about them but they're not explored because there's so many and the film just yeah it's a long film it's like two and a half hours two hours 40 however long it is it's just like it's just not enough it's, it's still not enough time to develop all of them and make them interesting because even the ones they do yeah. focus on like still don't bring it that they have anything to them. Hmm. Yeah, it's and I think that it also has a problem. I don't know. Should I, I will stop talking? Do you do you want to sort of follow your? <laughs> yeah, notes? explain why you like, like the ghosts because we're being too negative. <laughs> well, I just want to get your general opinions about the Eternals because I know that they were like obviously the main focus of the film being the Eternals and everything. And I I kind of do agree with you. I do feel like they like some were way more pushed aside. I think of um. Oh, no, I'm forgetting the name. Oh, the red one. Uh, Makari? Yes. Makari was very much like... <laughs> going into it, I, my favourite superhero is like the Flash. So I like speedsters. Oh, really yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That like, one. Like, yeah. Yeah. If you just like, say their powers, oh, like, yeah. And then she was in like the last 20 minutes, half an hour. And she was probably still the most interesting character, in my opinion, because her old dynamic with Jurig, who mm. was... Um, mm. I think was um, probably the strong, strongest actor. Yeah, I would argue that he was also one of the the most interesting. They're all interesting because they all have like really interesting stories, but they don't focus on that. But like, yeah, Drew, he sort of had this like presumably this sort of cult of mind controlled people for a couple mm. what hundred years, and they have interesting yeah. powers. And then as well. just and then they're like they're they're obviously quite upset about that. They're like you know that's wrong and blah blah blah. But then at the end, he's just like. Oh yeah, you know that's that's old druid. You know what's he like? Although yeah, he as well, I think yeah. that went like just Cersei, for example. Like she could just turn anything into any material. I think that's just a very cool yeah. like power to have. And yeah, that stuff is definitely the most interesting to me. It's not like I really don't. Wanna, I, I'm going to be negative in this film throughout this podcast, but like I don't want to sound like I hate it because I don't. There is a there is a lot kind of to appreciate about it. But mm-hmm. and there are some cool things, particularly with the characters. But I think overall it just doesn't quite work. And I think a big reason is that it's because it's so overstuffed and crammed. Yeah, mm. it's definitely not the the worst Marvel film. No, 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 definitely oh, not. Well, it is um, actually just curiosity. <laughs> what is it? I think is the worst Marvel film. Oh God, probably Thor two. See, Thor two, yeah. I don't actually hate. Like, I think it's fine. Yeah. Like, it's not my least favorite. I think I, I really don't like. The Incredible Hulk to me is the worst Marvel film because that's the one yeah. that I think even I even that. the films just like trying to shun it. Yeah, I mean, I, I used to hate. Say again, sorry. The Dark Elves in Thor: The Dark World are such shit villains. I just did not care <laughs> yeah. for them whatsoever. They had, they had the Ninth Doctor and they wasted him. 
just the, yeah, just the, 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 the chance with Eccleston. Yeah. I think just like I can understand why people might cite this as the worst one because it does feel one of the more messiest. But there is there is a lot going for it. I think I think the main thing for me that it has going for it is in the performance director Chloe Zhao. She she is a very strong director, I think, and she brings a lot to this film. I think Eternals has a much more distinct kind of style to it when definitely compared to something like Shang-Chi or Black Widow or most Marvel films, it does feel like Chloe Zhao came in and had and brought something. Yeah, to this I, film. I would say the directing and cinematography at times is like really good. Yeah. And then but yeah. I think what hinders it is the CGI, like especially towards the end. Like yeah, the you were saying the 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 title or the text at the beginning. I don't remember that, but what I do remember weirdly, probably the most my favourite scene is the first scene. Of the opening scene. Hello, why hello? Did, have did you, you ever did you seen the podcast? It's not like that, Jesus. Right, I am back now. It's bloody bare cold out there. It is yep. freezing. Uh, yeah, carry on with the conversation. I'll just kind of, you know, airwig uh, for a little bit. I was just saying my favourite scene, um, which is the, the opening scene, sort of where you see him in space, in the in the spaceship going past the sun. It reminded yes. me, and then they they go on Earth and everything. It reminded me a lot of two thousand and one, mm. in terms of I can't remember what it was. Was is it the 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 sort of it just reminded me of that, and yeah. very sort of grand and epic, like they and they, they film- go. This film yeah. does have that feeling to it. It's very kind of like, you know, profound, philosophical kind of feeling. That's, that's what it's, I think that's what it's trying to aim for, definitely, because there's a lot of more sort of philosophical questions that you feel like it's trying to kind of explore. And some of it is interesting, but I think I think the film kind of fails more because it's just trying to be so big that there's... It's very trying to be a Marvel film. It. You've got a really interesting film here, but mm. it's, it's trying to fit the Marvel formula. I mean, it doesn't hate it, 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 but it, yeah, it just in this case, it really sticks out as like it just clashes. I, I think I saw a letterbox review the other day, and what one person was saying is like, in terms of origin stories, assuming let's consider this an origin story for the sake of comparison, uh, compare this to <clears throat> four, for example. Four is this outer space god or whatever but we don't really see outer space you know shenanigans we always see it's set on a planet and what they were trying to go with was that the mcu is actually contrary to what you're saying yes it's thin like the mcu structure of a film but how it's introducing these characters is completely different it's trying to set them up to be like space gods but not yeah. actually shown being godlike. i guess how they try to portray that in this film is like shown off the superpowers but um, what they were saying was they're not interested in this like outer space shenanigans. They'd rather it be more grounded, like people that would happily like save an old woman who would get hit by a bus if they didn't intervene. Like they yeah. think it's straight too far away from that. So you wouldn't see like Tony Stark or um, Thor join the Eternals because it's so different to what uh, well, the MCU's. I would straight- argue that's sort of a deliberate choice maybe because i mean the the eternals is very much like they are aliens they are Mm. they're like yeah they are gods they're they're, they walk among us or whatever like all of them have lived for like what two thousand years and they've watched the earth and they've influenced it sort of like the hollywood actor like but they all have like interesting aspects like him especially because like he 
he has decided to become an actor and he's sort of pretending to be his son and everything and it's all like that was a nice little joke i thought i, yeah. I quite liked that little gag <laughs> and it's like stuff like that it's like those really interesting concepts mm. are interesting and i'm like wow okay yeah let's let's learn more about this it's, it's just so underdeveloped or left as a, a one-off joke yeah well we were and they saying focus on all the wrong things we were saying while you were away that we can have like the thing with a lot of characters is that there are so many of them and there's kind of yeah. interesting elements to almost all of them, which are just kind of like explained very quickly. Like I was saying with Sprite, with like her kind of backstory, how she kind of wants, is doesn't like how she's living in kind of the body of a child and she doesn't get the chance to kind of grow and kind of marry and have children and things like that. That's a very interesting idea, which just is doesn't get explored at all, which is mentioned very quickly uh, yeah. in the climax. And there's just a lot, there's a lot of yeah. that. I just can see it's like builds up to something special, and then whilst the end does have a nice bit of dialogue with her, like choosing to step away and whatever and do her thing, it just felt very tacked on. It's like, oh, yeah. your thing. This is an arc that we set up. Have have a conclusion, and it didn't really build up to that point at all. But mm-hmm. like what you said about like there being a lot of people, Theo. I'm not sure if you mentioned this, but you said to me in uni uh, that before I watched the film, you had watched the film and you said you were interested in about five, but not so much in a couple of the others. Can you remember which ones you were invested in? Uh, the ones I was invested in the most was probably Icarus, uh, Kingo, mm. uh, Jurig. And I had a, quite a soft spot for Gilgamesh just because he was the funny comic relief. And I think quite yeah. nailed that. And then Thena, because I was very interested in like the mad weary and where that was going to go. And I, Personally, I like the playoff, like the payoff I had at the end there. So I was like, this is a weird thing to be introducing in a flashback and a weird character trait for her. And then they're like, the reveal, because goddamn, this film's got so many twists in it, that yeah. they're like erasing their memories and Mad Ruri is then remembering past lives. I just think that was very clever. I think that was probably the, the, the smartest subplot line, because I know you were saying about Sprite and how like it was a bit sudden and a bit tacked on. But I quite like how they interwove it with Thena's with theme um, Mad Weary. Yeah, I mean, it's a plot point. It's just part of it. I think, yeah, that's handled quite well. It's just mm. like like the the one that, again, I don't know any of the names. The the, the, the Flash, the one that runs really quickly. Uh, it's just called The Flash. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the Power Rangers. You just go red one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she's yeah the red one. Like, I couldn't tell you anything about her apart from she has stayed on the ship and read like a thousand books read a single book in that whole time yeah my favorite character isn't actually an eternal it's karun the like the videographer who was like doing the documentary oh uh, yes right. like it's just sudden reappearances like we forget about him briefly and he's just there and i also like the moment uh where i again i'm not oh, sure which one it sorry, is yeah. but she's like i think it's sprite actually and sprite says how many of those things do you have? And he yeah. says, "Oh, I got backups or whatever." Which yeah, yes, I, I, yes, I right. wasn't sure he would talk about. Then I, I yeah, yeah, I liked him. The I did feel like it, he just sort of got kicked out at the end or towards the well, end. No, I, I liked how he ended actually. Yeah, he I had a nice sort of like thank you for everything, but like again, like, ah, yeah. it sort of was just like, well, if you weren't going to do anything interesting with him, why have him in the film? Like, don't get me wrong, I really liked him. Like, he was one of my favourites, like, funny and everything. But yeah, like, again, he was, he was there and he didn't do much. And I was like, 
Yeah, because to go on to what you were saying, I did feel like when he was saying all goodbye, I did wonder if they were actually going to like mock that moment, like uh, one of the Eternals, just because it didn't felt like it was earned because none of them had really helped him supposedly like Mm -hmm. um maybe they say this life once or twice well once if that but it just felt like he was so underdeveloped he was just there for comic relief so for him to have like a goodbye speech i did feel a bit out of place and like was it needed sure we needed to write him out somehow but again he's just there for the comic relief and i don't Mm -hmm. think there's much else to that character like mm-hmm. there's no story behind him other than he tags along one of the Eternals. I'm I'm not sure of his name. Uh, the tall guy, the magician guy, the performer. I, I, Theo, you're a fan of this film. Do you know the names? Um, are you talking about Kingo, the Bollywood actor? Yes, him. Kingo would probably be my favorite. I think his. Oh, Kingo is hilarious. I think he's the most entertaining yeah. character. He's definitely the most memorable. Yeah. Mm. Have you ever have you seen Adventure Time? No, sort of. because. Uh, the whole time I was watching, this is a bit off the beaten track. The whole time I was watching, Kingo's voice really rattled around in my head for the whole film. And when I got out there, he, he voiced a character in Adventure Time. And that really mm-hmm. threw me off because he kind of plays the same kind of godlike character in Adventure Time. And hearing his voice Type for the second time, I'm just I'm just bawling up in laughter because I'm like, that's the guy from the kids show I watched. Right. I love how we made a reference that isn't Doctor Who. Well done. I, I, I'm very proud of you. <laughs> um, I'm bringing the obscure Adventure Time references here. Uh, honestly, the viewers, and there are a lot of them nowadays, literally take a shot every time you hear Doctor Who be mentioned by name. Because, right. my God, there are a lot of them. We <laughs> could be talking about some weird, obscure foreign film and we just think oh, Doctor Who this reminds us of Doctor Who <laughs> yeah yeah. I, I made a few references to Doctor Who so sorry about that <laughs> oh no worries you referenced Doctor Who in the like two minutes I was here at the start so yeah. I expected him I expected him they're still on purpose to get our audience drunk yeah, yeah so yes <laughs> I'm so drunk that they think this is a coherent conversation <laughs> yes this is an excellent episode oh <laughs> uh, let's watch this again yeah but uh, oh, I wish but um basically I almost fell asleep during this movie and I <laughs> oh, in the last episodes with you guys on as guests uh, I kind of said uh, to Michael that he should rewatch June because he fell asleep and he didn't really have a fair assessment of the film because he fell asleep. Yeah. I, it would have been very ironic if I did the same for this film, but thankfully I didn't. It was the middle part. What, what would you have done if you did fall asleep? <laughs> oh God, I'd have had re- to rewatch it. <laughs> You'd paid an extra re-watch ticket. Oh uh, God. Well, I did go to watch um, Ghostbusters Afterlife the other day, oh, and how it was. That? I thought it was ooh, decent. Okay. It, 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 it was all right. The end should have hit emotionally, but it didn't. But visually, it was stunning. It looked mm-hmm. awesome. But uh, I got taken out for the final 20 minutes, sort of, like, in my headspace, just because there was a power cut locally, and all the cinema screens went kaput for oh. about 10 minutes. So it was very interrupting. And that hadn't happened to me since my very first uh, cinema experience about 10 years ago, watching Up. That's never happened to me at all. No, yeah, luckily, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Never had a parallel watching a watching a film in mm. cinema. Again, it's only like a one once in a decade thing that's happened to me personally. But uh, yeah, that happens. So they actually gave us a free ticket or a refund. Uh, oh, so 
you know, if I were to, and I if I did fall asleep, I'd be like, oh yeah, you know what, I'll go watch this film again, Eternals, even though I didn't want to, just because about, oh, it was about halfway through, and they're in the woodland area, yeah. and they're having this, like, big, you know, section for character development, and I just couldn't be asked, because I was more focused on, like, the flashy visuals, which, for me, are perfect. I think this is the yes. best-looking MCU film. I was saying, like, the best thing about this film is the fact Chloe Zhao directed it, and she's mm. a, she has a very good visual eye, I think. I saw, I don't know if anyone's seen her previous film, Nomadland. She, no, she's, I mean, that, that it's very too, yeah. atmospheric, and you can tell she, she actually, there's a bit of that in this film, Eternals, because, you know, it's shot on location, probably, thank God, instead of just constant greens, and um, yeah. it just has that kind of feeling to it that I, I think Chloe Zhao's vision is definitely very fresh in the MCU. Yeah, I, I'd agree because I watched Black Widow again the other day, and that was also a female director, I believe. And I do think Kate you know, having yes, and I think she's a very talented director because I thought Black Widow, even though it's not the best film, I thought it it was bloody nice to look at. And the thing is, I was impressed because well, I was slightly unimpressed actually because watching a film is like old as this year because that came out this year, even though it was made many years ago, like three years ago it was filmed and done stuff to it 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 feels really dated compared to like eternals and shang chi which are both very good looking films and i think they overshadowed black widow massively which at the time i thought looked awesome but then in retrospect i was like uh, it it doesn't look as good as like the shang chi action scenes for example because the shang chi action scenes are absolutely the highlight in this film um i agree with like I think it's Sprite who can disappear and then reappear in other places. Uh, she can create illusions. She can create illusions. And I think uh, it was really well framed. And I'm not sure if that's like a directorial thing or, you know. Well, both directors can be yeah, put together. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. Them, them lot. The framing of those moments were excellent. And uh, the special effects are very good. I also really liked... The creatures, I'm not sure what they're called either. The Deviants were the, um, the main ones. I didn't the like I hated the design. They didn't look good. I mean, the first scene when they're on like the beach and then one prances out with water to eat the fisherman guy. That was cool. But then um, in that sequence, actually, it kind of popped out of the water entirely to run after that kid. And you have to suspend disbelief, of course, because it's a film. But I just thought, surely that kid would be dead by now. Because he was running at him for about 10 seconds at like 50, 60 miles an hour. And this kid is just like doing this little kid run. And I just thought, come on, kill the guy. Or at least have one of the Eternals come in sooner to rescue him. And then eventually they do. And I just think, sure, the visual effects weren't the best for the the, um, actual killing of the creature. But the actual design, I didn't have a problem with. And I did love the design of the spaceship. I'll mention oh, that. One thing I did love visual effects-wise was the Celestials. I think they just oh, felt, they yeah. felt, they felt huge. In a, in a way that's like uh, very impressive, I think. But in the, um, I think my favourite scene in the whole film is, it's actually one of the last scenes where we have kind of the main character, Pernick, what's her name again, Theo? Uh, <laughs> So that's it, yeah. And she's walking through a park with um Carrington's character, and then you can oh, kind of see it. the whole celestial space in the sky. Mm. And oh, it's, it kind of emerges, yeah. 
Yeah, and I thought that was great. That was really impressive. I thought the way that was kind of built up to it, it was like the whole scale of the celestial was perfectly done in that shot of his whole face because he's way mm. bigger than the whole of Earth and his whole face just in the whole sky. That was very well done, I thought. Yeah, because you have like this f- a female character, again, I'm not sure of her name. We're going to have a lot of these moments. Uh, but she, she kind of gets tele well, not teleported, but like transported out into space. And you have these kind of not close up shots, but you don't actually focus on the celestials until right at the final moment where it's like kind of revealed. And like, as you said, it's kind of it's huge compared to Earth and it's kind of looking over Earth. That was an awesome moment. And, and like where we saw the yeah. hand kind of come out of the ground, like again, yes, huge. Like it's really impressive how managed they really had cap- captured the scale of these things because that's something that's hard to do. Hmm. But um, I watched this film with my grandparents. I'm not sure who you guys watched it with. Uh, I, I, I watched it with like a. I watched it with a uni mate. Right. Right. Well, um, my grandparents are very deceptive to these kind of things, and one of my granddad's biggest criticisms was the knife at the start uh just as we're going into the title sequence uh he believed i think it was the knife uh the thing that gets handed to the kid yeah he thought that was going to have a bigger influence because it was made a big ish deal of towards the start and we never actually kind of get yeah i found because the whole deal with the eternals is they're not supposed to interfere but then she yeah. gives them a dagger and then it's like we see cut to like 2,000 years later or something and mm. the most influential dagger in the world or something and she's like, oh my God, you know, I did that. And it's like, yeah. interesting way to start the film. I mean, obviously, if you were showing that they, they didn't follow the rules, that would make sense, but mm. it's just a, it's like contradicting yourself straight away. Exactly. And like thematically later in the film, I believe it works because one of the other guys uh, is contemplating on whether to like avert the war that was going on outside. I think that was uh, yeah. like an excellent inclusion of like actually dealing with the real world situations, adding like that humanity and should we save humanity element to it, which I thought was fantastic. But the bit we just talked that- about didn't fit in my opinion. That's what I was leading to earlier with like the really cool philosophical elements because that's an interesting kind of question about like, oh, would you let anyone on Earth die in order for like loads and loads of other planets to have their chance? I think that is a very interesting thing which this film kind of explores quite well and seeing where the Eternals lie, some of them think, you know, we should let Earth die, have its chance and have billions of the planets um you know, evolve, but then others have grown too attached to Earth and don't want to see it. Don't want to stop this celestial from being hatched. And I just think that that was a very good kind of philosophical kind of debate, which I very much enjoyed in this film. Mm. What What would you have done if that was you personally? Well, <laughs> let's have, let's have, you can't ask that question. I've had the thing. I think the questions. Let's answer it. If I could do something about it, obviously, I probably would. Oh, if I had that power to do something about it, I, I would try. But then again, if if I was just normal me, then something maybe I could do. To let, yeah. yeah, I mean, if I was a celestial, I'd try and save the planet. But you know, but if you were celestial, me, if you were celestial, can say, hey, can you please save, save me? You know, <laughs> I mean, it's just repercussions of that. If you were celestial, you'd want the celestial to kind of come through because you're a celestial. Oh, what. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> come on, George. Yeah. 
Oh, but um, I think one of you actually mentioned it just there, how we do go 2,000 years into the future, and it did give me strong Shang-Chi vibes. It's like, oh, this is set in some exotic place many, many years ago. And then all of a sudden we see the main characters, like teleport, not teleport, just like in the future, in like clubs and stuff. And I think it felt awfully similar. And I do think this is like the new mold or like format they're going with the MCU. I kind of alluded to it earlier. Like in phase one and phase two, we get established to these characters who would be selfless. But in phase two, we get these characters that are very mystical, I would say, and very Mm -hmm. different but they still have to fit in yeah. with humanity, sort of, and they do that by just chucking them in a club, which I do think is a bit naff, especially if they yeah. keep doing this over and over again. Yeah, I, I can understand what you're saying. Mm. I, I, I just... I don't see the point in like going from, like, 2,000 years ago then 2,000 years in the future just I mean, to make it like, I, I like think present day. It'd be more interesting this and Shang-Chi, they're, they're sort of... Uh, they have to, all these new characters and all the films. They sort of have to act like they've always been there, you know. And I, I suppose you have to do that, you know. Shang Chi or the the Mandarin or, or yeah, the Eternals. They've been here for two thousand years, but we haven't seen them because they're not meant to interfere. They, they say it like a hundred times in the film, probably a bit too much actually. It'd, but, um, it'd be more interesting if like we saw them kind of like if the film was focused on them pulling feeling the past but you know you know all constant marvel films they always have that same feeling about being set in modern day but imagine if it was set two thousand years ago i think that, that would, would be interesting make it stand out that would be fantastic yeah yeah and focused on that a bit more but one thing i did like again nothing i do like about this film because again i don't think it's a, a terrible it's like no. i like how it's is very disconnected from the rest of the mcu there's like one or two mentions mm. to the avengers and danos but Generally, it's treated as its own film. And that's another thing I liked about Shang-Chi as well. I think I like the more self-contained uh, mm. Marvel gets yeah. when I don't feel like I have to see Ant-Man 2 to, to, <laughs> to, see, the <laughs> to see Shang-Chi. But, like, yeah. but that's one thing I did appreciate. Yeah, I completely agree. But again, like with Shang-Chi, we get the cameos at the end of the Hulk and Captain Marvel, I believe it was. And then at the end of this film, God forbid we see this guy in a future movie, Harry Styles. <laughs> yeah, Harry Styles. <laughs> oh, man. He is too sick Cole, but in Marvel, I'm sorry. He is you can't say that about my guy. Well, well, please don't tell me you're a fan of too sick Cole. It's no, another Harry Styles. Everyone take a shot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love Tosin Cole. We can't say about Harry Styles, man. Oh, thank God. I thought you were defending Tosin Cole, and I was like, oh, no. fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, no. What is there about Harry Styles that you think, yes, I would like that guy in me? Well, it's Harry Styles. <laughs> well, I, mean, yeah. I mean, you know. No, he was good in Dunkirk. Oh yes, he said he was good in Dunk. He said he was good in Dunkirk. He barely did, I think, in Dunkirk. <laughs> yeah, like two lines. Well, I've got, oh, I, didn't, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that was actually Harry Styles in that film, though, until I actually researched. And I thought, you know what, he did a good job at like subverting that expectation. Like I didn't not know that was Harry Styles, so it kind of uh, yeah, he wasn't drew me pushed, in and it caught me. Exactly. It was a push to like the foreground, like oh look, Harry Styles. Like, oh, I'm Harry Styles. Exactly. I think I might be in the minority, yeah. but I, I did. I, I enjoyed that in scene. <laughs> I didn't know what it meant. I usually do with Marvel and Critic scenes. I normally have a little idea of what it means, but this I've absolutely no idea. It just means they're all going to come back in another story. Yeah. I think. With I, addition of Harry Styles. Well, you didn't know what Harry Styles' character was. 
What was it? Well, I didn't know who it was supposed to be. He's in Star terms Fox. Of... Star Fox. <laughs> is Brother that Thanos? Of... Yeah, I was going to say, isn't powers the swoon any other human being? So I take back on, our comment less about Well, I mean, I, I, I've only read some comics. I have a vague understanding of things, but like my knowledge is pretty much gone now. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, when he showed up, and I was like, I know that Thanos has, you know, brothers and stuff, but I thought that's what the, uh, is it the Eternals? Is it, again, my knowledge is not the best. Yeah, I think you're thinking of Thena, because Thena was Thanos' cousin. That's because I, I read a comic where you saw their family, his family, mm. and that, oh, I don't know, ignore me. Because is an eternal with a deviant um, strain in his DNA, which is why he's the Mad Titan. Really? So mm. that's why he looks different to all the others, because he's more like the um, creatures, the shit villains in this film. <laughs> should we talk about the villains? Those things? Oh, gosh, like, I we haven't spoken about yet. What was that to say? What about the main <laughs> one? The one that it's evolved kind of, um, for no reason? My, 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 my mate I saw this with was kind of saying that it was interesting when he was kind of evolving into like, um, like what what was that? Like he was he was evolving into like a human when he's the main kind of yeah, just sort of more. Yeah. The uh, fact that asked, he thought what was he doing is more the fact of like <laughs> how bad of a villain he was. Where you're like, yeah. oh, what's going again? Who will be up here, Icarus? Or <laughs> no, um, the main. What's the name of those creatures? Deviants, you're thinking, I yeah. don't know the name of the main the deviant. deviant, yeah. The one that was kind of evolving into kind of this human, and then the um, one that could he, talk, yeah. That was interesting. In I did, but again, they didn't Angelina really Jolie. explore yeah. it that well. For yeah, me, for trailers, he was really lackluster, like, he was the one they were pushing forward as being like, Oh, he's gonna be the villain of this film, so mm. look out. And then it was like, eh, you get like three scenes with him, like, yeah. kind of dies. I think of Icarus as like, the main villain of this film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean he is absolutely, absolutely 100%. Or Irish. Like, he, yeah. <laughs> like he is in for the like the largest part, and then that's a twist that he flips think, to evil. Yeah. I mean, it's all the, I guess, yeah, with the <laughs> big celestial and, and Icarus, they're big twists, so you can't really. I think but I like this twist. Mm. Did you just say what the, twist? What a, he said, what a twist. What a twist. Oh, okay. I was like, what twist? Like, Was there a twist? I was like, surely not. I don't I remember this film. <laughs> like, Ajax died. Icarus was bad. Sprite simped over Icarus. Like, there was some <laughs> there was some twists in this film. <laughs> some very dramatic twists. I did find it weird how they kind of made a kid, like, date some old guy. That was weird. Like, I know no, I like Sprite, a Sprite isn't a kid, but it did feel a bit odd, like shape-shifting because i watched ghostbusters actually and uh, one of the characters like lied about their age and stuff and i just felt this is becoming a thing in movies and i don't like it it just comicalizes relationships and like age differences and it's it's weird for me i think that... can get away with it though sorry i think sprite can get away with it because she is meant to be over a century old yeah but she looks about six yeah but <laughs> it, like, it's, it's, it's a thousand years like Sure, but the main villain for me is again what I was thinking you were on about was Icarus, and I do think this film kind of uh, falls down a similar hole to Shang Chi actually, uh, in terms of like going all out for the end and going too far, 
because the end is very you know epic but it's the exact opposite of shang chi because shang chi actually has like a, a big story that's been building up and it's got like the parallels to the start with the dad and whatever but this you i personally didn't feel it at all it's like What's, what's this guy trying to do? What's this guy actually trying to yeah. achieve? He's trying to defeat them, but what? By making rocks lava? And I just thought, of course, that's not the plot. But I just felt like they tried to go all out, but it didn't feel like a good MCU end, and it felt very lackluster, and I f- it was wanting more. Because you know that really fast woman uh, who just kept running really fast and yeah. uh, kept running into him, into the cave? Like that got really tiresome after about 10 times. And then she does it about 40 times. And I just think, move on, get on with it. What's going on? Like also, the ending was it's just... very dumb how they all build Icarus up to be the most powerful eternal. But then in the final battle, Makari basically has him on the ropes the whole time. And then Fatos can just ground him for like a good portion of Cersei turning the new celestial into a rock. And I was like, so... You're all scared of Icarus, but you can pretty much defeat him. <laughs> like, yeah, it reminded right me of there? the Justice League, not just because of their powers, but like them fighting Superman. At, mm. And uh, I mean, the whole finale is just a bit. Eh. I'm just watching yeah. it now, and I just think Angelina Jolie's a shit actress. <laughs> she, no, she's not as much a shit actress. I think she's generally decent but she's got nothing to do in this film that she has no character to work yeah. with she's, she's so switches. plain it's like you you, even, you could be forgiven if um you forget if Angela johnny's even in this film she just has so little impact on anything yeah i mean her mm. whole she's basically a plot point you know she she's the one that remembers and through her they figure that out don't they so and aside from that and her relationship with the other guy that dies she doesn't really do much apart from kill the main bet well the alien bad well i suppose they're all aliens the yeah, the, deviant. the deviant yeah mm. i mean ironically it's doctor reference but i'm allowed to make it because jenna chan was of course in the waters of mars and yeah. i think you know i've seen mixed things about her performance online but i actually really liked her character i think generally she's a good actress she's in a show yeah. called um humans which i watched her this year and i was very impressed by that i thought and i thought she had a good performance in that even though she was playing an emotionless kind of droid in that show she still had a good performance. Like a path. <laughs> yeah that was more kind of um but, but her performance in that was more memorable and interesting than her performance internals for me mm. but i'm just trying to remember the film now and i believe she was stabbed towards the end and that really hit me yeah. and then she kind of turned the dagger into oh, yes, water yeah. or something like yeah. that yeah. i thought it was, was awesome I think that, yeah, I was, I really like that kind of power. There's a lot of creative things you could do with that. Like at the beginning when they kind of turned that bus into um, into like roses. I thought that was very, I call it visual. So yeah, this cool is a very visually that. interesting power to have. Yeah, yeah. like you do with it. Yeah, but, because um, I think there's also like a moment, something's going to fall on them and they turn it into a, like a, it's like a boulder and they turn it into like finite. Um, you saw it at the beginning, in the classroom. Something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, that. That was also pretty cool. Like having that effects, like someone young and like actually having a story, have her be a teacher, have given her a story, given her some human, you know, character. Because with Shang Chi, did they even have jobs or anything? They were just like yeah, they were called they were by people. Violet, that's uh, is that a job? I was saying to well, I was saying to um, a lot of people just angry at me now saying that. Well, I was saying to the others. 
Sorry. I was saying to the others before, uh, while you were away is that I'm, I'm actually not a fan of Shang-Chi. I probably actually like it less than Eternals. Ooh. And it's yeah. just like, and I think a big, and I was saying a big reason that is I just feel it's kind of um, Marvel nowadays, a lot of kind of money is being put into them where there's so much needless kind of emphasis on effects. And when I like Eternals because as I mentioned, it's shot on location for so much of it. And mm. it, so it feels much more real in a way it feels much more like i can connect with shang chi is ve- feels very fake that a lot of it yeah there's some impressive aspects mm. to it but i do think it has a very kind of fake clean feeling because mm. i'm surprised a lot of people like the bus action scene in shang chi just because so much of it is cgi and so much of it you can tell it's cgi mm. but with this mm. i do think it's cleaner in terms of the special effects and that's why with shang chi i actually prefer the scaffolding action scene I, yeah. I just think that looks superb because they rely more on shadows than actual computer-generated effects. And I, I would argue great. that the special effects in this are much worse than Shang-Chi, simply because... No, I don't the, think so. I, well, no, the whole anyway. time, I, I noticed it a lot more. I was like, oh, this that looks terrible. It's probably because, well, like, it, it was, like you said, it was shot, like, natural light whatever like really well and i think just having loads of cgi on top of that is more noticeable than maybe a sheen of cgi throughout a whole film like shang chi i do admit it didn't look like that on the beach scene they did look out of place slightly and i didn't think I mean, it impacted that, the environment yeah. as well as they could have that's just for me there. that's just something that was distracting the whole film for me i think but, there's more little moments with the cgi isn't so great, but I think the bigger CGI, like the just so the yeah. celestials look fantastic. I'm, I'm mainly talking about like yeah. the deviants and everything in the yeah. third act, sort of all the like the explosion, you know, that sort of thing. Not necessarily everything in space, because like when Gemma Chan, uh, yeah, Gemma Chan, I can't remember, her <laughs> we just um, get, uh, keep forgetting character's name. I was gonna say Icarus, but that's definitely, yeah, I think. Cersei, Cer- yeah. Cersei, and she she goes into the where all the memories are kept. Like that looks so good. Like it's like the infinite wall of like whatever it was. Like the, all the memories that just it has like striking imagery at times. But it's just some of it is just muddled with really really out of place CGI. Hmm. And I think for me that's I can tolerate a film that is very CGI heavy. But if you add CGI to a film that shouldn't have CGI as much as say Shang Chi, then it's more noticeable and. and more distracting because they do that in like spider-man don't they where like they kind of have a beautiful suit for him which they cgi over completely yeah. where they so he can do stunts and it just it's so frustrating that marvel do that because it's so obvious that it's effects and it just is so it mm. pulls you out yeah to be fair where it really adds to it i'm not sure of his name and i i feel bad for describing this, this but it's the black guy with glasses fatos him he, um, you know, when they're all together, um, like they're all together, and just before, like the big twist, like, oh, the Icarus evil, he's kind of explaining everything and explain like how they all got there. And you have like this CGI pop up above them, uh, showing like uh, how they got there and like the travel they made. I think that looked really impressive because it was like golden and it was really noticeable on the cinema screens because it had quite a bit of shine to it. And yeah, so that was really impressive. So not all the CGI was bad, but um, uh, well, actually, I think most of the CGI is pretty great, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, to be fair, it, it, I think just for me, it is more noticeable and like distracting. 
but that's just me that's just me hmm Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, the location stuff was really good. And there was one scene where they're on like a porch, I believe. Uh, it's Icarus and oh, I can't remember who it is. Uh, but it was in uh, Dakota's. Like, I think I know, I think I know what it's been. Yeah, I think I know what it's been. It's, it's like a little house thing in the middle of nowhere. Oh, it's on the high Mm. probably one of those yeah or yeah both of those and uh, it kind of cuts away from like the hot orange vibe straight to like the mountains and it goes to blue and that was also a very noticeable moment and it's like that stark contrast and it fit the tone really well and hostile from a very loving tone so again that's more of a direction thing because she would have made the choice to do that major cut and like in the narrative of the story, it really worked because then um, I think it's Gemma Chan's character. Oh no, it's, it, it was just some random character. It could have been Gemma Chan who gets kind of stabbed in the back by is it the Celestials? It's for Sprite, One of, isn't it? Uh, the Deviants. Oh, was it Sprite? Wait, I'm pretty sure. Who got stabbed? Because Cersei got stabbed in the back by Sprite. At the end yeah, of the but, Yeah, but that's what we're saying. Uh, two ways of the way through. I think it's the Deviants. And oh, when, she, oh, when well, Icarus pushes Salma Hayek into the pit of Deviants. Oh, Ajax. 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 Is that not a football team? Oh, Ajax. 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 However you want to pronounce it. I, I pronounce it Ajax. But, um, yeah... I was really unimpressed with the one who went really fast. I think we dubbed her like the Flash earlier. She she was yeah. a bit crappy, let's be honest. Um, Angelina Jolie didn't like her. Richard Madden, I thought he was solid. I think he was outshone by Cersei, um, who was played by Gemma Chan. And like the whole love interest between the two, I just thought that was very Marvel cliche. Like yeah, having Richard- the love interest between mm. the two main characters. Just like Gemma Chan, Richard Madden is a good actor and he's, I've really liked him in other stuff, but I just hear he doesn't have that same kind of charisma, I think. And again, together, um, I don't really feel much chemistry. The romance was very weak, even though apparently this is the first ever Marvel sex scene. Oh, my find. God. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, oh, of course that would have been, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. When, I, when I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, what's it going to be like? You know, it's all over the news and it's literally just like nothing. It was a little awkward if you went to a family. Yeah, I saw that from my grandparents. When George said he was shot on location, I just thought, oh my god, there's going to be sand going up their ass. Did you want want more nudity than George? Yeah, (laughs) just lower the camera a bit, make it. (laughs) What was it, like a 12? Yeah, it must have been a 12. Oh my god, like the Indiana Jones, one of those films, so it's like a 12, but it shows so much, like, goriness, and I just thought, you know what, free the nipple. I think, it's like most, yeah, most like films, like the 70s or 80s, like PGs, and they're like way more intense than 12s nowadays, they're like Jaws, it's like Jaws, Indiana Jones, Ghostbusters, those films are way more kind of like explicit and like graphic than, um, Anything that's twelve nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. We've gone on such well, a tangent now. We're talking about the talking about the BBFC <laughs> rating system. Hang <laughs> oh, on, Eternals. Uh, Theo, do you have any big notes? Any big notes? Well, just uh, you know what I mean. Just like big <laughs> notes, like for a conversation, you tough git. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, what do we think about the last last end credit scene with um, John Snow? Uh, 
I don't remember it. I, I don't know what it is. I, 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 that, was, that was like the best bit. Um, which one, so which Jon Snow's character goes to touch um, the sword, the Black Knight sword, and it does like Scooby a little Dick. venom thing, and then you hear Blade speak. <laughs> Do you not, uh, did you not stick around for like the final? I, 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 I did, I did, I but I can't remember. It, really. it went straight yeah, yeah. through me. Because that that's like setting up a future project, but they yeah. did it in a kind of cool, low-key way. And I just think it's kind of interesting to see where that's going to go, because Blade, well, if Marvel's going to try and stick to that, everything's a 12 nowadays, it's going to be interesting to see how they do that for Blade and Black Knight. Considering how there are characters who are literally built on need to kill people to live. I don't want to worry you guys, but it did give me Venom vibes. Yeah, the sword. Because the sword was a bit, you know, gunky. And I just felt, this feels like it's setting up for like a Venom crossover. And I know not many people like the Venom films, so we'll see how that goes. But yeah, it does set up quite a few things. And I think there will be a second Eternals movie, even if it's not announced yet. I don't think there will be a second Eternals film because like the backlash this film has been so big compared mm. to a lot of other Marvel films. Like, I don't think Marvel would bother investing their time into a second film. To I mean, honest. everyone that has seen it has pretty much said that this would be so much better as a TV show, so they might make a TV show about it. I, don't I know suppose Marvel... I suppose more of it always like take like more negatively received aspects of the films, but they somehow reintroduce them later on, don't they? I remember yeah, um, they wreck on it. Yeah, like remember oh. that character in the Thor films that no one likes, Kat Dennings' character. She's still appearing yeah. again in one division. So well, even like, if I mean, I just love Kat Dennings. So I'm yeah. just glad she returned. <laughs> just for eye candy. I mean, yeah, yeah like I, 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 I like Iron Man three. I like Trevor Slattery. I like. I, I, I you like Iron Man three. Iron Man three yeah. is Iron Man three's oh. Man film. It, yeah. Oof. And I like the Mandalorian <laughs> twist. <laughs> I, lo- I love Tre- Trevor Slattery, and I-, I loved it when he was in Shang-Chi. Uh, yeah, I was he's surprised him in Shang-Chi. I, was <laughs> like, I can't believe he's in this film. Everyone did, hates him. Did you see he's your favourite character? Well, he was the most... I I, was, I think just because I was so caught up in, oh my God, he's in this film. Um, <laughs> and he does yeah, nothing. Yeah. He does nothing, but I was glad he was there. But no, Very much he's not my favourite. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I'm just having a moral dilemma about whether to kill you both for saying you like Iron Man free. Wait, Will, you... we, we've we've disagreed loads of times before. This isn't the first How time. You, did you just say Iron Man free is the best Iron Man film? I, I yeah, did say that, maybe, and I stand yeah. by that opinion. Come on, we all know Iron Man two is the superior Iron Man. Yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Because most people say Iron Man one's the best. I will always stand by Iron Man two. That's I can't great. believe that. I've never heard anyone say Iron Man two. Is the best. I've never heard anyone say Iron Man 3 is good, let alone the best. Well, you have now. <laughs> Iron Man 3 is yeah, great. Yes. Iron Man 3 is so we all agree that Iron Man isn't the best Iron Man film, is what we're saying. Yeah. No, we're not yes. saying that. I think Iron Man well, 3 is well, the best. Okay, the dislikes in your video now will have just. No! This could be the yeah, most so, disliked video on your channel because like you just say Iron Man is the best Iron Man film. <laughs> Like this video if you think Iron Man 3 is not the best Iron Man. We well, will not we... get a single dislike. Well, you two, our guests will have to be disliking their own bloody episode. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're like going to be... Um, leave a like gonna, if you breathe. They're going to be drunk yeah. anyway because of all the Doctor references, so they probably won't even yeah, get to this part. Of course, of course. And there's <laughs> another one for you. Let's just reference the Doctor Who characters so everyone just has to get drunk. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's song. Um, Rose Tyler. <laughs> The doctor. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a really crazy one. one. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. Long now I've just that. passed out with bloody alcohol. Right. Phil, anything else? Anything else? Oh, big question. <laughs> <laughs> Turns um, out he had no notes this whole time. He's just reading letterbox reviews. Like, oh, this could be an interesting conversation. Because <laughs> I definitely haven't been doing that the whole time. <laughs> no, I've got nothing really big to say other than I was very happy to see Harry Styles. <laughs> Oh, yeah. just... Oh, so that's why you like this film? Yeah, this is, when he turned <laughs> up, I was like, yeah. Literally, I went with a group of mates here the first time, and the guy next to me didn't really have cinema etiquette, because he was laughing really loudly. And as soon as he came on screen, I just heard him go, it's Harry Styles! Yeah, a lot of people had reactions like that in my cinema. It's... Like, oh my God, I can't believe Harry Styles is in this film. Oh, my audience oh. in the um, cinema has been dead then, because they were like, even when um, Tom Holland came up at the end of Venom, nobody batted an eyelid nobody bloody cared at all and i just thought come on guys that's a huge well not it is kind of huge in the context of what's going to be happening in a month's time yeah. not even that two or three weeks time but it's not really connected to venom at all it's just like there and it's like come on get hyped and like there was all these references to Thanos, and everyone just stayed silent and i was like I'm sure you've all seen those clips on YouTube where, like, someone's illegally uh, recording the movie, like the very end, and then like a post-credit scene comes up, and then everyone's like, <gasps> "There was none of that with either Venom or." I think Eternals. maybe the sort of hype is dying down a bit with Marvel films because everything yeah, I've, is I've so that. like referencey and like, yeah, like, See, like yeah, they, many... they reference Thanos a hundred times, but it's like, yeah. How many okay. Marvel projects are this year? There's like, there's like Two, five yeah. TV shows and like, there's like nine. That's insane. In one yeah, year. there's like five of each or something like and that. And four kind of currently. Like, yeah. I, I am very, I'm very fatigued with Marvel. I'm not going to lie. Like, the only yeah. reason I watched it is because I was doing this podcast. <laughs> Same. 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 <laughs> I remember when you said, I made no plans. I was like, I'm, I'm going to skip Eternals completely. And then you put a message in the group just saying, hey, do you want to review Eternals? I was like, yeah. oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly the same. <laughs> right. I hadn't watched Shang-Chi. I hadn't watched, watched, watched anything. Uh, <laughs> We're going to be put through hell in a few weeks' time when we review that. Home Sweet Home Alone. Wait, what reviewing, sorry? Home Sweet Home Alone, the new Home Alone film. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that was happening. Apparently, it's a very dreadful film, so I'm so sorry, Phil. I'm going to blow my brains out, I think. George Papart. Yes. Do you have anything big that you would like to share with the rest of us? Um, about the Eternals or just in general? <laughs> uh, <laughs> about the Eternals, about Eternals. Yeah. Eternals uh, first. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I've pretty much said everything I need to say about the Eternals. It's sort of pretty disappointing. Not all bad. I know mm. I've been very negative, but it's definitely not the worst Marvel film that's Thor 2 or Iron Man 2. Uh, <laughs> Might be uh, just, uh, um, leave it. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's um, yeah, pretty... Eh. And I, I think I just haven't got anything big to say apart from it's not the best Marvel film and it's not the worst, but... And I think that's it. That's all I've got to say. Well, I hope you've got something else to prepare for your conclusion, because I was very conclusion-like. You may as well just take a score now, but now nah, we'll, we'll wait for that later. Uh, Joe, do you have anything small to give to us today? <laughs> um, 
And um, not really, not really. I think I've kind of covered okay. most of my thoughts on um, Eternals. Uh, I think it's it's an average film. I think it's definitely on the weaker end of Marvel films, though it's not the worst. I I think there are aspects of it which could be great, but um, yeah, overall, it doesn't quite hit for me. I think we all just have to give our controversial Marvel opinions now, especially me and Theo, after you guys said Iron Man 3 is the best Iron Man film. Theo, be controversial. This is your second episode. Say something controversial about Marvel. What's your I Marvel hot Marvel. I don't like Iron Man. You don't like Iron Man? I the character like... or the film? Uh, both. I oh, never God. like Iron Man. So well. in Civil War, you were on like, the Captain side, Captain America. Oh, as a any day. Everyone's on Captain America's side of Civil War because he's basically right. Yeah. <laughs> is it controversial to say Guardians 2 is better than Guardians 1? Yeah. No, See, I, think, I agree. I, agree. I, 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 think, I think there are parts of Guardians 2 which are better than Guardians 1. I don't think that's too controversial mm. at all. I really like Guardians, Guardians 2. I, uh, it's very self-indulgent by the end, but I still love it. Volume mm. 1 is the best Marvel film. I was. I don't really like it that much. Uh, really? At the time, I, I loved it, but I just... I yeah, I just it gets worse for me with age. I think it's a good film. I saw in cinema, so maybe I'm a bit biased. I mean, it is a good film. Like I, it, like it's good, but for me, I'm just a bit sick of it. You know, like the yeah. Also, <laughs> I watched Captain Marvel recently, and I enjoyed it. <laughs> yes, that that I, film isn't bad. Like people say it's shit, and I just think I mean, well, it's not though. Is I it? wouldn't say it's good, but I enjoyed oh, no. watching it. Yeah, I also think it's a bit meh, but it's definitely not bad. Uh, so let's move on to the audience interaction section before we go into the conclusions and scores. Um, I'm just going to go through the ratings on Airbox. There's not many, actually. Wow, I thought there was going to be loads more, but um, I won't say any of your scores, of course. But Star Wars fan 007 gave it a two and a half star. Uh, Cole Oakley gave it a two and a half star. Luke gave it a four star, but I do believe that has got lower. I believe it's now like a 2.5. It was originally 4.5, then it went to a four, then it's like a 2.5, but it may be still four. I'm not sure because it's not updating, but I believe it went down. But anyway, a Harry Memory gave it a three star, and Matt Hall, also known as Matt Whelan, a frequent contributor, gave it a five star. So, you know, he thinks it's a perfect movie. I'm very inclined to disagree, but... Uh, I'm going to throw it straight to George because he Whoa. was the one who literally gave his conclusion as yes. like a final note. <laughs> that, just, yeah, say, I, just say everything you just said again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. In conclusion, the, yeah, The Eternals, it, it could have been so good. If it was a TV show, if we had more time with these characters to flesh them out, it could have been really, really good. Like There's some really interesting ideas. I mean, it's a long film, but it it, it sort of wastes its time. It, it wastes its time on all the wrong things. It's got weak villains, it's got weak plot. It has a strong sort of um, moral conundrum, but apart from that, nothing really engaging. Um, Too many characters, way too many characters. And um, even though the direction is sometimes really good, I feel like the visual effects let it down and it's very, very messy. A lot of good, but probably a bit more bad in my opinion. Um, Fair enough. And if I shall I rate it now? Yeah, go for it, mate. Uh, so I'll give it to two point five out of five. Two and, two and a half. half yeah. yeah, fair enough. Uh, Joe next. Okay, I just close out. Definitely brings something to this film which a lot of Marvel have been lacking. It, it is. It does feel a bit more 
kind of fresh and a bit more unique than a lot of other Marvel films. It does feel like Chloe's Elves came in and brought something to it. And there are some very well done visuals and some great scale and effects and some of the action sequences entertaining and all that stuff is very well done but it's just too much in one film it's too many characters too many big huge ideas the film definitely wants to be this huge film but mm. it doesn't quite i don't quite get there because i don't really feel connected to any character if it was too big really i think it's his biggest problem and it's a shame because there is a lot of promise with what's involved and it's not the worst Marvel film at all, but and it's to some good good elements to it. But yeah, it is disappointing. So yeah, I'll, I'll, same uh, ratings, George, I'll go for a 2.5 out of 5. I'm struggling to disagree with anything that you're <coughs> saying right now, except from George about the uh, special effects, but we've yeah. touched upon that. Uh, yeah, uh, Theo, uh, you know what, I'm going to go next because I have absolutely nothing to say and I do trust that Theo has something more to say other than bleh two mm. star out of five for me Theo go for it that was really profound again this has been the busiest week of my life or at least like the busiest week for a long long time uh, oh, man, today, about it's fine. Yep. yeah uh, it's just like coming up to the end of the first semester a lot of deadlines a lot of stuff going on in real life. Uh, are, you in your, are you in your first year of uni? I'm in my first year of uni. Yeah, like, I found that when I was into my um, last year, I was in my first year, coming to the end of the first semester, just a lot of work was piling up. And I'm in my second yeah. year now, and like so much work I've got to think about. It's really, really intense. Oh. Well, well, thank you for getting me hyped for next year. You're stressed this year, well, next year's even worse. <laughs> oh, man. I've heard oh, good things about first year, to fair. Hey, please, cure my depression. Right, well, that's, I'm not going to do that with my conclusion. But um, <laughs> overall, I like the film. I think it's slightly above average for what I'd expect from a Marvel film. Personally, I liked most of the Eternal characters. The villain was absolute dog shite. Um, and I love Harry Styles. So I give it a three stars. Theo's review is just Harry Styles, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah <you got> <laughs> Theo, have we bullied you down to a three? Because I swear you gave it a 3.5 originally. Uh, no, I think I gave it a three originally. VAR analysis. Yeah. Oh, no, he did give it a three, to be fair. I, I'm yeah. just tripping. Yes. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, you did give it free. So the average okay. is, well, again, the guests have the right opinions. Fear yep. we have to applaud <laughs> Joe and George because this thank, time thank you. we have to yes. applaud George. So, I mean, I had the wrong opinion last time. Didn't exactly. I? George, George was the only one that was right. It would seem but now I have we're both right. the uh, right opinion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I swear with uh, Star Wars as well, you guys were pretty much... Actually, no, I've... no, you went a bit higher than the average, didn't you? Yeah, because you yeah. and um, the, the other guy were like, did they brought down the average. <laughs> the <other guy. laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> uh, no bad blood, but that was funny. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, the average does come to a... Oh, bloody hell, what does it come to? A 2.5! My maths were completely wrong, and then I complete. I thought we were doing like souls, so I thought, oh, 3.5 average, 3.5. Then I was like, no, bloody Eternals. Fuck this film. Uh, but uh, honestly, it is this massive step down from uh, Shang-Chi. I know, George, was it you that what real? Oh, no, it was Joe. 
you didn't like Shang-Chi much? No, I wasn't keen on Shang-Chi. So how how do these two f- films compare? Which would you say? I mean, okay, I, I I admire more of Eternals. I think that they both have issues, I think, in of themselves. But I think um, Eternals, to me, has a bit more kind of going on where I appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. It's only like a hair. It's like a hair more better than Shang-Chi for me. Shang-Chi would also give a 2.5. <sighs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> another marvel hot take <laughs> yes oh well i do think that film is pretty mixed but my hot take because i don't think i mentioned one one division is bloody awful yes oh wow i liked it yes yeah, the rest is gar- yeah, garbage the it gets worse as it goes eight. on yeah and i'm not a big fan at all it's not trash i i do kind of I was harsh on it just then. It is bad though, I would say. Like the two first very good. Sorry? So you'll be watching Hawkeye. I'm yes. gonna to get to that tomorrow. Uh, well, uh, it's okay. I think it's pretty good. I, really I like, like um the main person. Kate. Not, Kate Bishop. Yeah. Kate, Kate Bishop, yeah. She I like her. She's good. At the moment it's yeah, two episodes, it's okay. Okay, I, I'm gonna get. I to haven't it finished What If. I started that and I haven't finished it. Same. Yeah, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't, in, I wasn't into it. Particularly. First episode was very rough, and uh, it yeah. gets better. Okay, I, I do it? plan to finish it, but uh, yeah. I find the uh, oh, what do you call it, Doctor Strange one, pretty overrated. Like it's good, but it's not the masterpiece people say it is. It's like, oh my god, emotional, ten out of ten, and I think no, <laughs> just no. no. But that was the penultimate episode of the Big Screen Podcast. I've been well. I've been with Fear, Joe and George. Uh, Joe and George, I hope I never see you again. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you guys. I'll bug off. Nice to meet you. Yeah, fuck off. No, I'm just joking. It's been a pleasure again. So what is this now? Like the fourth recording we've done? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. 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 Oh, they've, all, they've, they've all been fun. Yeah, they've all been very fun to record and like edit together like i don't realize how enjoyable these are to actually listen to until i finally edit yeah. and i think you know what the art actually came out quite well and i think you know what i, I like this episode and then i just have like a fan wank over my own podcast which is very yes but i think you know. me and george have definitely become a little more comfortable in this podcast i think as yeah. it's gone on yeah as, as we were in that Doctor Who one because obviously we were so new to it we've never done stuff like this before mm. and then we just decided to ramble for like an hour which is, yeah. which is something I'm, i could do very well <laughs> yeah i was thinking about it a few weeks ago actually i do think you two should start your own podcast and you know well. you two be the hosts and do like movie stuff and stuff or whatever because i think you could well, do I it be, i wouldn't be against the yeah yeah, we, we I have just enemies. formed. Oh, yeah. oh yes, you just, create, you just you just create an enemy here. Well, the thing is, if I actually do like the new Home Alone film, me and Fear will have words at the end of the recording. We'll be like, "I hate you now," and I'll be like, "Yeah, you sure?" Yeah. But yeah, so, I'm impressed. I have to say, though, I'm impressed about the amount of like views this kind of your channel was kind of been getting. Yeah, recently. yeah, they've, they've kind of gone um, up. I explained it on uh, Twitter. Basically, me and Michael started this podcast many months ago, and basically our goal originally was to, you know, get people to engage with it. Like, the Doctor Who one did well, but we actually was a lot of engagements with it in terms of views and stuff. And whilst we were getting, like, 50 views per video, 
uh, when Michael left or like whatever, we just broke paths or whatever and he started his own. But I was like, you know what? I'm fed up of waiting for this channel to quote unquote do well. So I thought, you know what? 50 quid is a day's worth of wages of mine. And I just think, you know what? One day out of God knows how many days I work. It's not a lot. So I thought 50 quid, I would distribute them over each video. And the thing is, you have to be very careful because you can just chuck an ad up for a video, but it may not retain the audience. Uh, so you actually have to do like the advanced settings and then like look for the keywords and look for the target audience and stuff. And I did that. And I did it with every episode except from Day of the Doctor, our latest one. And so the day of the doctor's views are completely organic, and that's actually our most popular one. It's got like three and a half thousand views. Woo! It, yeah. it, it got picked up by the algorithm, and it's got like two hundred likes as well. Yeah, you and Cole were just the biggest draw to that episode. Yeah, definitely not the fifty fucking quid I invested. Yeah, uh, minor, minor, minor. To be fair, we did get some good feedback about that episode from university people so it'll be nice to see if they listen to this one as well or if they just got bored after episode one and thought fuck these guys what are they even doing <laughs> nah, but yeah it should be fun but yeah do you guys want to set like a goal or like a estimate how many views this one's gonna get like it could get about 30 views again to be honest with you because i'm not gonna add, invest money into it so but again knowing the other one did so well what would you say it will do uh, three million views. I was gonna say million, <laughs> uh, million <laughs> fifteen million likes on this video. Yeah, two million likes and we'll do a part two. Yeah. That. That's our target. We talk about tunnels the second time. Well, yeah. yeah, I just repeat the same thing over and over. The exact over. the exact same words and the exact same yeah. way we say them. Yeah. Except we won't even be record to, I'll literally just edit and upload the same file again. Yeah. And that again, is part two. And we get another three million. <laughs> Bring me the money. <laughs> Bring me th- uh, I'm actually getting paid now. You know, I should actually give you dividends. Um, Phil, uh, we got paid 20 quid with all the oh. views we began. Wow. 20 quid. So I should give you a tether probably. But yeah, that's that. Oh, you're not going to. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I should, but I won't. <laughs> that, that, that's what I'm going to say there. But um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Thank you again, Joe and George, for coming on. Thank um, you. Yeah, no worries. No problem. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Next week, we are not here. The week after, we are not here. I definitely didn't make this up on the spot because I realized I fucked up. In three <laughs> weeks' time, we'll be back to review Home Sweet Home Alone, the final episode of the podcast. We'll see you there. See you next time. Peace out. See ya. See ya. Bye-bye. I swear, it's always like a little pause between me saying goodbye and then like everyone just like, should I say goodbye? <laughs> yeah, I haven't been like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Every single episode.